being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. The Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, and we're back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today, guys. I do appreciate it. Lines are open, by the way. Any questions you've got, we'll answer them. 303-477-5600. Jeff Kitty with me today. My Uncle Bill Rush and my dad Dick Rush with us as well. And uh, they brought, uh, my uncle and dad, I should say, brought their 33 Ford over. And uh, there's some really nice cars here, by the way. I was just commenting there's a 73 Corvette in front of us here where we're positioned. If you come out, you'll see us. You can't miss where we're at. But there's a silver 73 Corvette in front of us. I was mentioning a moment ago that, honestly, and I'm not exaggerating, is far better than the car was new. That's that's a lot of the cars that you'll see here today. And I don't think people really understand that, you know, guys. These cars that are restored like they are here at this show, in most cases, I mean, even my old 72 pickup, which is not a perfect show car by any means. It's a driver car, I would consider it. It's better than it was new as far as paint and even chrome and moldings and things like that. The reproductions even that we've got today are better than they were back then. Most of the cars here are. Right. The only one that probably isn't. There was a Dodge tow truck that drove in here. <laughs> that, I, I'm not sure it's any better than it was new, but anyway. Good point. But other than that, I think I, I, I'll tell you what. There's a there's a Buick Grand Sport across yes. from us, a red and black, just one. like mine almost. That's it's a '69, like, yeah, isn't it? it? Yeah, '69. Mine's a '68, so that's just beautiful. It is, done. It's, it's, and it's a nicer car than mine. There's it's a very nice car. Gorgeous Mustangs. Uh, yep. Gosh, they're just some great cars. So come out and say hi, folks. Again, yeah. American Legion. We're we're honoring uh, 911 20. Anniversary today. All the proceeds today benefit the American Legion. There's crafts, food, drink, you name it. It's all here. Stop by, say hi. Again, we're basically at 100th and Old Wadsworth. So if you're up in this area, you know where that's at. But just come to Old Wadsworth off of 92nd or 104th, and you cannot miss where we're at. It's really that easy. Jeff, you are next. What's going on? Hey, good to talk to you again, John. And what a Je- blessing thanks, to Jeff. be able to have you have your uncle and your dad there. Um, Very much so. That really. It really is. Uh, I called in a couple of weeks ago about my sport track. It was at uh, around 40 to 50 miles an hour down in the low RPM range and up top gear. It was kind of felt like it could be a miss or something. Right. And and you and you said uh, to uh, tap just tap the brake pedal mm-hmm. while it was and uh, to disengage the, the lock up on the torque converter. Correct. Yeah. And I did that. And I did that, and it seemed to go away. So I think what what you were trying to tell me, I didn't remember what you were trying to tell me, but that that means that what it is a torque converter issue. No, it's got an engine miss. Right. That okay, torque converter locks. Went- that torque converter locks the the transmission up to the back of the engine. Okay, and so when you feel that that jerk or whatever you're feeling where it, it feels like it's coming off on and off, 
when you tap that brake, that pulls that torque converter clutch off so that the torque converter takes up the uh, unbalance of the engine rotation. Okay, so what, you're, what you've got is you've got an engine miss of some sort. And the RPMs will come okay. up as well, which if you have an engine yeah. miss will help that as yeah. well. Whether so it's a lean miss or plugs or whatever, that's what you got to look for. Yeah, well, those have the plugs that they say were, I think, 100, 150,000 miles, but that you got to change every – I've been changing them every 50 to 75. Is that, that's about yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. That's correct. Okay. So I think I'm coming up on a 75. Well, I'm a little bit below that now, about 60, 65, but it wouldn't hurt to do that. How about the uh, coil on the plug? Oh, they can go bad. The coil packs can go yeah. bad. Yeah, they sure can. So it's just it could be that it could be the plug, the coil pack, or an injector. Kind of those are kind of probably the could be the coil things. packs, the boots, the or all three. Yeah, yeah. at that kind of mileage, okay. honestly, Jeff could be. Uh, that, and that, that's another one where if you've got a scan tool or the availability to have one that will pull some readings out, where you can look at you know the pit information coming out and know exactly is it lean is it rich is it trying to switch back and forth correctly you know what's actually going on to jeff's point is it a lean miss is it a timing issue you know are things not reacting quickly enough there's lots of things you could determine yeah. with a scan tool before you just start throwing parts at it okay good uh another question have you got the time uh sure some of, and it kind of goes into the classic car area uh one of the things, vehicles always kind of intrigued my wife and I was the Chevy SSR, the Super Sport Roadster. Yes. And uh, we never got one. Uh, it just wasn't practical at the time. But now we found one in 2004 that she really likes. It's got exceptionally low mileage. Okay. And I'm just wondering how much, by exceptionally low, I mean under 5,000. Um, so... How much of a premium do you put on that sort of a thing when you start? Well, my uncle, my uncle actually, who's here, uh, no, my uncle who's here appraises cars and is better at answering this than I am. And I don't know that car value, so Bill would probably know better than I. I don't know what they've done. Well, I don't, I, I don't look at many of those because they haven't gotten old enough yet, probably to look at for my stuff. But they tell me that the second model year is the best one to buy because of the engine horsepower increase the first ones were kind of doggy is that right i, I and don't, i don't know i don't know yeah, I've never driven yeah they're I don't about it but they're about 300 horsepower this is a 2004 it's about 300 horsepower and they did up yeah. the the engine to about 390 in the later yeah. years so okay. but the way my wife drives i mean we're really kind of doing this for her and the way she drives uh she's got a turbo on her pt cruiser right now it never engages so uh, she's just, you know, she's not a lead foot or anything. So, um, yeah, I, it, it was more, they're putting quite a premium on it, I think. Uh, they and what are they asking? They thirty-three grand for it. They're asking thirty-three that's, for it. That, that's too I, much, I think. Yeah. My I, own opinion. I, I don't have any idea, to be honest with you. So. Well, you know, I'm, and real quick, I just did a quick Google search of that and just looked to see, did you? you know, what what are they selling for? Lowest is ten, highest is sixty. Now I don't know who'd pay sixty grand for an SSR, because uh, I sure wouldn't. But no. <laughs> you know, and I and honestly, uh, Jeff, I wouldn't pay thirty three for one either. Okay. 
And the only reason yeah, I say I that mean, is I, I don't know, and, and again, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't look down the road and tell you what one's going to be worth, you know, on down the road. But I, I don't see that being a super high collectible car. I could be wrong in that, but I just don't see that one. I mean, if anything, it may even be peaked where it is now. I, I don't see that vehicle, other than just inflation alone, having it go up. Uh, you know, because of the dollar value, you know, decreasing. I, I don't see that vehicle appreciating a ton more than where they're at price-wise now, and I think it's too high-priced. I, I agree with that. I think that uh, it's going to take years and years and years for that car to, you know, uh, do anything as far as a specialty car is concerned. I, I just, I don't think, I think John's exactly right about that. Okay. And you didn't sound all that enamored with it to begin with, John. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's it's not that it's a bad car. To, to me personally, I, you know, I just think there's other vehicles you can buy that if you're looking to buy a vehicle that is is of a limited type use anyways, uh, and you're looking at something that you know you can vet, you can invest some money into today, drive, enjoy, and have it appreciate in value, and, and spend that kind of money. I think there's other vehicles you can buy and do better on than you can that particular vehicle. That's my only point. It's not that that's a bad vehicle or I have any, you know, bad feelings or emotions towards it. I just think there's other vehicles out there you can do better with than that one. Okay. That's all. Well, I appreciate that, guys. And, and part of that, Jeff, real quick, is it's not a vehicle everybody loves. You know, it's not like, you know, no offense, but a Mustang or a Camaro or a Challenger. I mean, you can pretty much take any one of those three cars, and whether whether you're a Mopar guy, a a Chevy guy or a Ford guy, they all like each other no matter what because it's the kind of car that just fits all of that. This SSR is a very unique, it's a very, you know, close-knit, you know, market even of people that like the car, the styling, and so on. You know, you've taken the market share all the way down to a sliver versus being really wide, and that affects the price of the car down the road. Very narrow market. That's right. Does that make sense? Good to know. It is. It's good to know. Yeah, yeah. And again, and not that I'm not that I'm against the car at all, but I think for that kind of money, uh, you can invest in in other vehicles and have it appreciate better and faster than that vehicle would. Absolutely. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, great, guys. Yes, it does. It does. It's, okay. Uh, okay. It's balancing that against she who must be obeyed. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, no. Not, not arguing with that one at all, Jeff. No, no. I hear you there. That's your deal. You I can't go. get involved in that one. That's on your end. I, I, it, and I wouldn't ask you to, man. It, it would just muddy the waters. And it just wouldn't, there's nothing good that could come out of that. <laughs> I hear you, though. No, you got to do that. If mom ain't happy, no uh, one is. No. <laughs> yeah. All righty, guys. Have a great one. Enjoy the show. All right, Jeff. Thank you much. I appreciate it. Scott, Mark, hang tight, guys. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. One line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your vehicle's air conditioner should not put out a musty, mildew-like smell. Cabin filter contaminants can cause allergies and compromise airflow volume. Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Cabin Filter Special. For $189, Geno's will replace your cabin filter, clean the evaporator box, and restore efficiency and clean air in your vehicle. Geno's BG Evaporator Cleaning injects foam into your vehicle's evaporator box, which removes mold, pollen, mildew, dust, and bacteria. 
Since 1983, the team at Geno's has been serving customers all along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. They're AAA-approved, winner of the Napa Gold Certified Auto Award, and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Check out their excellent Google reviews. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Some skills you only develop through practice. In October of this year, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law celebrates 25 years defending both civil and criminal cases. He has earned the tagline, trial tested, trial ready. In civil cases, such as personal injury, your attorney has the burden of proof to persuade a jury that you deserve a certain sum of money in return for your pain and suffering. However, because only a small percentage of personal injury cases go to trial, most personal injury attorneys do not spend much time in the courtroom over the course of their careers. Kevin Flesh stands apart from the rest because he represents both criminal and civil cases. After an estimated couple hundred jury trials, Kevin has learned how a jury reacts to evidence. He knows how to gauge how much money a jury will likely award in your case. Trial tested, trial ready for 25 years. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Call now for a free consultation. 303-806-8886. Napa A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560, live at the American Legion, post 1111. We're at 100th and Wadsworth, Old Wadsworth, I should say, in Westminster. And lots of cars, people, food, fun, you name it. Come by, say hi, which we've had a lot of you do, and I appreciate that very much. We'll go right to the phones. They're full. As soon as somebody drops off, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Otherwise, Scott, you're next. What's going on? Hey, uh, great show, guys. I've got a Thank 2016 you. Ford Fusion Energy, and I'm uh, commuting uh, like five to six days a week, 60 miles around trip down to Lakewood from Conifer. I'm getting real good mileage, like in the 40s or better, and it's a great car, except in heavy or deep snow, it just, you know, that traction control just doesn't work. So uh, I've got to switch to a four-wheel or all-wheel vehicle, all-wheel drive. To, to use year-round, sure, yeah. Or and, you need uh, a snow vehicle, but for you, that's, you know, half the year. Yeah. So uh, what, do you, what do you think? I love the mileage that I'm getting in the 40s, but uh, heavy trucks don't get 40s. No, they don't. I mean, what's your need as far as? You know, what you haul up and down the mountain, you know, to and from work and so on. I mean, do you need the ability to haul a lot? Do you have a lot yeah. of 
you know, stuff, or are you just looking for, you know, getting you there and back? Yeah, I'm just getting just just me. Okay. Just me. I don't I don't uh, need a truck that often. I can rent a I, – I suppose I could get a neighbor to help if I needed to haul something. Okay. I mean, th- th- this market that you're now looking at for a all-wheel drive, high fuel economy vehicle – uh, you know, m- the smaller to mid-size, you know, SUV. And what I mean by that is, you know, the smaller size like, you know, a RAV4 or a CRV or something along those lines and then going all the way up into the, you know, Blazer or Trailblazer-ish, you know, size when you get into, you know, Chevy, GM and, and all of that. I mean, that is the largest segment of the market there is because every manufacturer builds not one but three, four, or five different models, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, in that whole spectrum, just because of how popular that whole market is. You know, Mm -hmm. station wagons, which is what we had back in the day, are no longer. They've all been replaced by the vehicles we're talking about today. It's just a matter of the size, the shape, the mileage, all-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, you know, how much ground clearance do you want? I mean, literally, Scott, the list is endless. It really comes down to more of, you know, what do you – because they're all good, by the way. It all comes down to what do you fit in, what do you feel comfortable in. I'm driving, and I'll do a review on this here probably in a week or so, but I'm driving the new Kia Sorento Hybrid, which is a $38,000 full sticker price. That's the, you know that's a sticker price on the vehicle. Fully equipped. I mean, it's got every option on it you can imagine, and I'm getting 45 miles to the gallon driving that car, you know, back and forth to the you know to Aurora where the station is to my house in Golden. And I'm just giving you an example. That's what's out in the marketplace, what's still available, the kind of mileage you can get, and that's an all-wheel drive car that'll go anywhere you want to go. Well, I'm trying to keep it. Uh, I think uh, the Fusion is like uh, worth about eleven grand in trade, maybe. And, Probably. Uh, uh, not borrow more than you know, ten or twelve or thirteen grand. Well, and that gets you in a market where I'm not I'm not exaggerating. There's a lot of great used vehicles in that price range, you know, in that 20 to 25 range. Believe it or not, there are new vehicles that would fit your need in that 20 to 25k range. You're going to be smaller than what you would, you know, what you would be probably otherwise as far as interior room and such goes in that 20 to 25k range, but you can buy an all-wheel drive small SUV in that 25k range. I just drove the Toyota HRV a few weeks ago, all-wheel drive same same situation uh, that you know that we're talking about. Knew that vehicle fits in that price range. Oh, really? Well, so that again, you, that, that that market is full. It really does come down to new versus used. How big do you want? How much money do you want to spend? And if it's used, just get it inspected first because there is a plethora of those out there. Sure. Well, I jotted down a few of your uh, recommendations. Uh, I mean, every and I, and I and I missed some. I'm sure because every manufacturer larger or small, even the exotics, by the way. I mean, I'm talking Audi, Mercedes, or everybody has a vehicle that fits that market. Well, um, okay. All right. Sounds it's good. A ma- it really does come down to you, price, vehicle, what do you like, what do you come, you know. And, again, I drive enough new cars, folks, where this is where I think there's a, a lot of, uh, how should I say this, you know, brand loyalty is still out there, and I'm not saying that it's not because it is. And, and, you know, more people, you know, some people are very loyal to brands, some are not. But I will tell you right now, and, and I think anybody out there, even from the new car side, would tell you the same thing. 
you know, every new vehicle is not built for everybody because every vehicle has a little different sit, feel, you know, how does it drive, how do you fit in it. You know, some people are taller, some people are shorter, some people are wider. I mean, every one of those things has a factor in how you fit in a particular vehicle and what you like about it. And because of that, we have every shape and size of vehicle you can imagine. It really, it's like, it's like buying shoes today, and I'm not exaggerating, Scott. <laughs> Find one that fits you the best, that you like the best, everything else will fall into place, yeah. literally. Good advice. Okay. Well, I'll put some time into it. See what I can uh, see what I can come up with. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, you're in a market where there's too many options, and I'm and I'm not I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. Literally, there's too many choices. It really narrowing that down becomes really really difficult because yeah. there's so many in that market. Well, I might. Uh, you have a guy that uh, helps people buy cars, right? I Give don't advice. any longer. No, oh. I did, but I don't anymore. I wish I did. Okay. All right. Let me ask you one other quickie. Uh, sure. At the end Go ahead. of your show on KLZ, they they play this uh, uh, national anthem. Is that Larry Gatlin? That acapella. Uh, Charlie, can you tell me in my ear if it is or isn't? Is who? It's the Gaither Vocal Band. Gaither Vocal Band, Scott. Gazer. And we're playing that at noon today. How do you spell that? G A I T H E R. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, I'll be listening. Thanks for the Scott, advice. thank you. No, thank you very much. And sorry, everybody listening, for that long explanation, but there's a lot of you that, that really send me that same question. I'm looking in this market for this type of car. What do I buy? I can't answer that. Yeah. There, there's so many now. I honestly can't answer that in a direct answer because you, there's just that many choices of vehicles to buy in that market, and Purefoy Chevrolet, you know, is over here in front of us, and nothing against Chevy. They've got a full lineup. So does GMC, so does Cadillac, so does Toyota, so does Kia, so does Hyundai, so does Ford. I mean, go down the list. Every manufacturer has multiple vehicles in that segment. Picking one, I'll be honest, folks, it's not easy because there's so many choices in there that it really does come down to how does it fit you, how does it drive, what features does it have that you like, how is it going to work for you, all of that has to come into play because there's that many choices, and I'm not exaggerating. That's right. It's the heaviest, you know, uh, oh, that's right. heaviest marketed to segment of the industry there is today. So uh, let's see here. Let's go to Mark, who's next. Mark, you're up next. Hey, morning. Um, I've got a uh, 1978 uh, Chevy K20. Uh, I'm assuming it's got a 350 in it. I was told that. It was uh, converted over to a Corvette motor, but nonetheless, I think it's still a 350 carbureted. Um, it's been it was sitting for 10 years. Um, I had it towed to a body shop where I'm going to have them kind of clean it out because uh, it's full of cobwebs and and mice droppings. But um, the uh, the fuel system I started with that uh, after putting a new battery in it. Because the engine will actually crank over and fire if you put a little fuel in the in the carb. But when I disconnected the fuel tube at the carburetor, it seemed like it was barely barely coming out after putting a new fuel pump in it. Because the old fuel pump was is uh, an aftermarket electric, and so the mechanical fuel pump has been bypassed. Uh, so it's got a on the frame rail electric pump so now it has mm-hmm. a new carter pump on there um with a, uh the filter on there which i i guess i didn't realize that that little piece on the end of the pump was a filter um 
but it seems like it's struggling after I filled up the tanks by hand to actually pick up the fuel to get it to the carburetor. So my question is, is there a strainer in the tanks that may be preventing it or clogged up? A sock. There was a sock in the tank is all. In there. Those had those had like a nylon or a plastic sock that was on the end of the pickup tube, uh, but it wasn't anything special, and they could get rotten and you know cause issues. Although not very often. My question is, what what exact Carter pump is on it? Because the piston pumps are garbage; they don't work for beans. Oh, I've got the part number. Um, I wrote it down in my book. It's I'd have to go get it. Um, if you, was, if, you, um, if you can email me that, Mark, I can tell you whether that pump is the issue or not. But a lot of guys put the piston-driven pumps on those vehicles back in the day, and I don't know why because they didn't work for beans. The only ones that work are the rotary pumps. The P60430 is the Carter part number. It's 60430. Those work fine, and they'll work either through the mechanical pump that's there now or by itself. And then on that one, the only fuel filter you want to run, do not do an inline filter anywhere. It just makes vapor lock issues and other problems. Just keep the – is it got a quadrajet carburetor still on it? It should have, I believe. Yes. Yeah, it does. Leave the, just make sure that, that the filter – in the yeah, make sure the Yeah, it is. Make sure that the filter in the carb is still there. It's good. They've got a nylon washer. If you change that, <clears> you need to change that as well. Just make sure it's got a good fuel filter, which I would change and put a new one in. And those will have a filter with valve because that's the way those came in that era. So buy a filter with valve. They made a short and a long. That one should have a long one on it. should be a long filter with a valve. Get the nylon washer, change that as well, and do away with any other filter that's in the system. And I'd, I'd also check okay. all your rubber fuel lines, because on that old did, vehicle, you could, be, you could be sucking air through. I did replace the fuel through. line from uh, the, uh, the selector valve. So it's got twin tanks. So yes. I, I replaced it from the selector valve to the carburetor, and it's still barely coming out, sometimes not is at it, all. Is that um, rubber or steel? It's a mix. Should so be, the, should be a mix, yes. I replaced the rubber, okay. and there was some copper line. Whoever previously owned this thing had put copper yeah, line in get rid of that. line, which I As a plumber, I some plumber was out. working on it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I ripped sorry. all that out. So <laughs> I have not replaced from the selector to the tank. Um, but I was wondering if there was like a sock or something in the tank that may be plugged up. I doubt it. There is, but I doubt it. That Those were not common for having problems where the sock would plug up. How long has it been sitting? You said 10 years? 20. 10 years 20? it was sitting, yeah. I, 10 years. It could have water in the it tanks, could. and if it's got water... It's got rust, too. It, yeah, and rust, it could have plugged up that sock right. to, without any trouble, and Correct. you wouldn't get it up there. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that right, Jeff? Don't yeah, you? Well, I, yeah, I've tried, I'd, like, kind of putting my finger yeah. over the over the the line as the pump's running, and, and it seems like it'll start to build pressure, but as soon as the fuel comes out, it, it just kind of peters out. Like, it'll be, you know, you a good Again, if it's a... If it's a piston pump, that's what will happen because they won't suck. The rotary pump I just told you about will, mm -hmm. and most of those piston pumps wouldn't draw through that valve that switches between the two tanks. That's why you've got to put the rotary pump on it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that still could be an issue then, even though it's a new pump. I, I'd, I'd have to go get the part number. 
Um, but you said it was a. Yeah, if you if you send me that, I can if, either text that or email it to me. But it needs a six oh four thirty. Okay, got it. Oh yeah, I'll text you or uh, email. Yeah, email me, and and I can know okay. by look. If you give me the yeah. pump number, I'll tell you whether that's going to work or not. Okay, yeah, and I'm going to probably have to rebuild the carburetor eventually. But um, is there a is there a way to get a complete kit? Or because I I noticed that some of the kits. Uh, I haven't rebuilt a carburetor in 15 years, but they used to have, like, the uh, the plungers in them. Uh, is that not normal to have the plungers should, no. in the kit? That, that, that kit, if you buy the right quadrajet kit, which they're hard to find now because Rochester's no longer around and there's very few factory kits left of, of that era, uh, those were the only ones back in the day to use. All the other kits were garbage, and you wouldn't use them because they never ran correctly afterwards. So that's really tough on a quadrajet because you've literally got to make sure that everything matches exactly to the exact specifications of what you're taking out of it now as far as gaskets and all that go. The accelerator pump, that's pretty universal. That's not a big issue on a quadrajet. But the gaskets themselves, you've got to make sure match exactly or will not run correctly. Okay. Okay. That's a big deal I'll make deal sure I those. get the right number once, once yep. uh, I get the thing cleaned off to get the number. And if you buy a kit, okay. um, make sure you buy a really good, high-quality you know, carburetor rebuild kit for that, not just some cheese ball off the shelf, you know, AutoZone, et cetera. You know, don't, don't go there. Make sure Napa supplies you with one of their high-quality kits. Right. Okay. And you said for the pump, it's got to be a rotary? Yep. And that, just use that okay. pump specifically. Don't use anything else. That's the only pump that works for those. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it, guys. All right, Mark. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it very much. Buck, Vic, guys, hang tight. We're going to come right back. One line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. With school carpool season upon us, we wanted to share some tips from the Car Care Council to make sure that your vehicles are kid-safe and road-ready. First, check your lights and wipers for visibility. With the shorter days and less daylight, it's critical to ensure proper visibility. Second, get your annual brake inspection. Every year, you need to ensure that you're checking brake system components for wear and especially the brake fluid. Third, Check your tires for underinflation or excessive wear. Fourth, make sure that everybody in the seat is buckled up. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website has some important tips on seatbelt fit and positioning, as well as how to install car seats for kids of all sizes. And fifth, consider a backup detection device. Consider having a backup detection device installed that provides rear-view video or warning sounds when moving in reverse. Back-to-school time is a hectic time for most families, but scheduling a complete vehicle inspection is time well spent. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. I heard about Novus Glass on John Rush's Rush to Reason radio show, and I know that John would not go with a company that he did not believe was a great company to work with. And so with him backing Novus Auto Glass, we felt confident that that was a good company. When I called them, I was looking for mobile service out to Albert County, and they were very accommodating. 
My insurance company initially told me that they were not a preferred provider with our insurance company. And they went above and beyond with doing a three-way call with my insurance company and got everything squared away to replace three windshields for us without any money out of our pocket except for our deductible. I can't think of another windshield replacement company that we've ever worked with that has been like Novus. I would call them every time now when we need a windshield replaced. klzradio.com forward slash glass. Your teenager is your biggest financial risk. You buy reliable auto insurance in part to protect yourself from financial loss in case you get in a wreck with large repair expenses for your own vehicle. But you also buy reliable auto insurance to protect yourself from lawsuits. Now, you might not think you make enough money to be at risk of getting sued, but you do have a teenager who drives your car. Let's pose a little scenario that we heard from a real KLZ listener. Your granddaughter is driving your car and gets in a major wreck. You do have auto insurance, but it's not enough coverage. You only have the state minimums. So the other person's insurance company comes after you personally for everything they can get. For years afterward, part of your paycheck goes towards paying someone else's bills. With the right coverage, this could have been avoided. Get the auto coverage you need from Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Call 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Happy customers lead to a successful business. From the beginning, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has had one defining goal, happy customers. Owner and founder of Absolute, Lewis, had been known to personally drive to a job site to solve a customer's electrical issue. As a master electrician himself, Lewis wanted to make sure every job was done right. But in order to become the number one home services provider in the Denver metro area, Lewis couldn't keep handling every job himself. He needed a team of technicians he could trust to serve customers with the same level of care that he would provide. Over time, Lewis and his leadership team developed a thorough vetting process unique to the industry to find technicians with both technical aptitude and the customer service skills that set Absolute apart. Now, Lewis knows he'll have happy customers because he trusts all of his technicians to stand by their promise. From call to care, we'll be there. 720-526-0231. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Say hello to the staff from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air during the Denver Home Show, September 17th through the 19th at the Colorado Convention Center. This is Greg Bloom with Barber's Foods. Hey, one of the questions I get asked most often is, Greg, how do I get a restaurant-quality steak at home? Now, I do wish sincerely that each of you would buy your steaks from Barber's Foods at barbersfoods.com as we do sell some great quality Colorado-raised Angus steaks. But if you're going to shop at a retail store to start with, never buy your steaks from the full-service meat counter because for a steak to be worth eating, it needs to be wet-aged or dry-aged for at least 14 to 21 days, just like they do at a restaurant. Now, steaks cut and displayed in a full-service meat case, they're not aged. And that's because retailers need shelf life. So they've been removed from their vacuum-sealed package and put out there for display. To know how to find a great restaurant-quality steak anywhere you go at any retail store, go to barbersfoods.com and click on the Videos tab to see a short video I made for you of what to look for when you buy steaks. Again, it's barbersfoods.com. 
Uh, today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. I have spoken to the Vice President, to the Governor of New York, to the Director of the FBI, and have ordered that the full resources of the federal government go to help the victims and their families and to conduct a full-scale investigation to hunt down and to find those folks who committed this act. Terrorism against our nation will not stand. And now, if you join me in a moment of silence, may God bless the victims, their families, and America. Thank you very much. Crawford Broadcasting, remembering 9-11. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. We, again, are live at the American Legion, 1111-9959 Old Wadsworth in Westminster. Come by and for sure say hi. We really appreciate everybody that already has done that. And a lot of great cars here, by the way. One I'll mention here in just one moment. Buck, I know you've been holding a long time. In fact, Vic, if you're there, call me back. I'll get you right on air here before our next break. Buck, you're next. What's going on, sir? Oh, it, it's always worth waiting to, to talk to you, John. Thank you, Buck. Appreciate uh, it. First, for, first of all, uh, some of us will never forget. So, Amen. Uh, Amen. Uh, I have, I have a a question for Jeff, and then I, I have a question first. Does your uncle and dad, were they part of the Sabres back in the 50s and 60s? No, we were not part of the Sabres. We were a part of the Boulder Timing Association in Boulder. Okay. Okay. I, I, was, I, was, I, I didn't know anybody there, but uh, used to go to Sabres shows in the Coliseum occasionally. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, we were there yeah. for a we lot were, of those we back were, then. Yeah. yeah, we were there, but uh, we were, weren't a part of the Sabers. Okay, well that probably dates me too. So uh, <laughs> I, I have a question. <laughs> I, I just got done, uh, John, putting a stage one turbo on my '95 Ford 7.3. Okay. I really like it. I put a, I put a pyrometer on it, and I can't get it past about a thousand degrees, and I run out of road to uh, keep it accelerating. i got to get something behind it. But uh, I've got an AOD in it, and I wonder, uh, and I've got an Edge programmer on it, and it's set at, I think, 40 horsepower. Okay. I still get a little smoke out of it. Uh, that also stiffened up the transmission. Uh, if I'm towing, I, I have not used the tow on it very often because I've had the chip that stiffens it up. With the additional oomph that I've got now, uh, am I going to have trouble with the torque converter lockup in that AOD? Probably not. We really didn't have too many problems with those. Uh, most of the problems with those was in the valve body uh, on that particular one. Uh, but anytime you boost the the horsepower on those, you tend you tend to put a little bit of uh, stress on those units. Uh, you might be able to get a custom built torque converter for it that they can go in and strengthen some of that stuff up. Uh, the biggest thing is I don't believe that they've got a dual uh, dual uh, lock lockup. 
dual plate lockup in those. And that's probably where you're going to see the biggest problem. Okay. I got about 175000 out of the first one. So I'm not mm-hmm. quite 100000 on this. And I got a Ford factory rebuilt, uh, I don't know, 10 years or so ago. So, uh, but I should I, I just drive it and see what happens, I guess, then. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it, you know, the later ones we have more problems with planetary breakage and stuff like that than we did anything else. Okay. I, I know there's some aftermarket ones that claim they'll handle a 1,000 horsepower, but I, I don't think I need that. But, uh, okay, thank you. I wish you guys uh, a uh, good rest of the day, and uh, thanks for your show, John. Buck, thank you very much. Thank you. A great listener and a caller as well. I appreciate it very much. Ray, you're next. What's going on today, sir? Hello, Ray. Hey, how you guys doing? Thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you. I have a 99 Silverado with a 5.3 and I believe a 4L80. And okay. last, last winter, here's what I noticed. I'd have to warm up the truck for, when it's below freezing, warm up the truck for probably three, four, maybe five minutes. As driving it down the road, it wouldn't want to shift in from first to second unless I kind of get on it a little bit, you know, and move the RPMs up to like past uh, 3,500 RPM. Okay. So, but, you know, if I let it warm up, like I said, for a few minutes, and once it gets up to temperature, I mean, after about a mile, mile and a half, it would do just fine. Now, I did have the transmission rebuilt probably uh, back in 2015, uh, you know, and they upgraded it a little bit, but uh, never had any problems. But then last last winter, it showed its head, and I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, do I need to do something before the winter gets going again? Okay, if you if you service the transmission. Oh yeah, I had it uh, serviced about let's see, about probably about two years ago because I had to have the uh, transfer case all rebuilt. Okay. And uh, when they rebuilt the transfer case and and everything, they went ahead and did a transmission service. So we're we're not talking a whole lot of miles. I mean, I don't drive the truck, but maybe. Four or five thousand miles a year, anyway. It's it's one of my extra vehicles. Okay, um, what you might try on that is, and I'd have to take a look at it and see if it's shifting electronically or whether the computer's con- you know commanding the shift not to take place until then. Okay, but uh, if it's shifting and it's not up shifting at that point could be that you've got a valve that's starting to hang up a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I thought it would be something in the valve body. Okay, and if that's the case, uh, there's an additive called uh, Lube Guard. comes in a red bottle, and you could put yeah. that in there, and that might help that out just a little bit. Now, that Lube Guard, if I remember, I think I, I've seen it before. It's like red... It's colored red. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how much yeah. would you put in? Uh, you could put a full bottle in. Hmm. They if come in, a, I, I believe it, 
I think it's a pint bottle. The best part about that is, is it's not going to hurt anything in the transmission. It just okay. breaks down the sur- breaks down the surface tension of the oil is basically what it does. It's uh, made with uh, jojoba bean oil. Yeah, just kind of slickens thing up because maybe a. Um I don't know what the terminology yeah. is, something in the, the, the valve body is sticking. It could be. could be. But without putting a scanner on it and watching what's going on as far as when the shift's happening and whether it's shifting, whether it's being electronically told to shift or whether it's shifting electronically and then the transmission isn't shifting, that could be an issue there. Okay. Well, that, that makes that sense. Could, Hey, uh, but you got to uh, figure what's out what's name, going on. What's the name of your shop? I don't have one anymore. Oh. Uh, uh, there's there's a lot of lot of places out there. Uh, where are you at? I'm in Middleton. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Geno's is over there. They can take Geno's, care of you. They yeah. can take a look at it for you. You bet. Well, I know, Steve. Okay. I, I get it. I take my, yeah. take yep. my cars there occasionally. Yep. But, you know, with transmissions, everything's a little different with transmissions, you know. Sure is. A little bit. Yep. Ray, I got to run. I apologize. We're up against a break. I appreciate the phone call very much. Lines are open, by the way. We'll take some calls as soon as we come back. 303-477-5600. Live from the American Legion, post 1111, 100th and Old Wadsworth in Westminster. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold certified auto care shop and employs ASC certified technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff.
All right, and we're back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it very much. Again, we're live at the uh, Crankers Car, Truck, and Bike Show. Uh, we're also here honoring September 11th, the 20th anniversary of. We'll have a special uh, national anthem at the top of the hour, a little moment of silence as well. And, you know, really just out here today celebrating, remembering, doing all the things that we need to to make sure we don't forget, plus a lot of great cars. This is an annual event other than we skipped last year because of, of COVID, of course. Not because these guys wouldn't do it, because they have to have a permit, and you, you guys know the routine. So, oh, yeah. anyways, otherwise we would have been here last year, and we appreciate Louie Allison having us out. And we're going to have somebody actually come on from the Ladies Auxiliary here in just a few minutes as we get to the top of the hour and explain what does the American Legion do? How does it work? Because when I look out here in the courtyard, they've got some memorials and things like that where you know they are very, very involved with our veterans. And so we will get an update on that, too, at the top of the hour. By the way, guys, the car that I saw pulling a moment ago, as we were talking about earlier with uh, Jeff from Montana about you know what cars do you buy and which ones we'll appreciate and so on, the car that pulled in, which is a, I don't know, I guess I can call it a late model car, it's the Ram Air Trans Ams. Oh yeah, with the yes, uh, what, yes. what, what are they at the W? What are they? They're the WS6. WS6s. WS6. That particular car, if you can find one, oh, is yeah. one that will continue to go up That's in value. Right. You just yep. got to find one to begin with. Yep. Yep. But you can find them for about that price he was looking at that SSR yes. for, because yeah. exactly they will right. sell for around that number. Yeah. And that car is going to go up in value. So that would be one thing also if you're still listening uh, to look at. So we got some lines open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. And, Charlie, tell me my ear who's on, too. If you want me to take that call, I can real quick. No? Okay. So uh, let's go to Gilbert, who's on line one instead. Gilbert, welcome. What's going on, sir? Hey, how are you today? Good. Hey, you know, I live over here not too far from the, the uh, AutoNation Ford dealership. They okay. have no inventory. No, like they do not. out of business. <laughs> None of them do. I mean, it's the only time, only time I can remember in my entire life, because I wasn't around for World War II, only time I can remember where right. there's been no, no, no cars, no inventory, no production. First time in my life I can ever remember being where we're at today when it comes to that. Now, is it just Ford or is it all? Everybody. 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 There, there's a few, oh, wow. you know, some of the Korean manufacturers. So, you know, you know Hyundai, Kia, they've got a little bit more yeah, inventory yeah. because I think they did a little bit better job of anticipating and had some insight edge. And, of course, they're closer and all of that. And I think they did a little bit better on the chip side. But it is it is affecting literally every manufacturer, European, uh, exotics, yeah. you name it. It's affecting them all. I, I read an article where Toyota's going to cut their production by 50%. They don't have a choice. From a million cars to, to 500,000 because they just they can't yep. sell any cars because of the same situation. Yeah, that's yeah, really no strange. I, yeah, it's amazing yep. how. Yeah, what, what the, and that's real quick, and I, can, I, don't, I don't have a ton of time, but I want I was going to talk about this today sure. anyway, so it's a great time to do it, Gilbert. And really what's happened is the auto automakers, which, you know, I find fault in a lot of the guys that are running the, the companies today. They're not car guys. These right. are CEOs that have come out of other industries. There's a right. few guys that are that are car guys and maybe worked their way up through the, you know, through the organization. You know, Mary Barra being one at Chevrolet, but I don't still consider her to be a car person. She worked her way up through the company. She knows that, you know, the head end of things as far as that goes. But none of them have any insight as to what's going on in the car world as far as I'm concerned. They may know how to make them and produce them and work with the unions and do all the things they need to do that way. But as Marketing, far as foresight yeah. goes, they, they don't have any of it. And the, and the reason I say that is these guys should have formed a co-op 10-plus years ago. 
And they should have been building their own chips by now. There's no reason why the auto industry didn't didn't do what I just said. Form a co-op. They could be building chips for each other, for all of them, as far as that goes. And when this came along, they wouldn't have any shortages today. And the reason they've got even more shortages, and it's not going to get better for a while, Gilbert, is the, the car manufacturers are at the very bottom of the pecking order when it comes to chips because it is the lowest profit margin item that the chip manufacturers have to build. So there's no incentive for those guys to even up the production for the car companies because they're the lowest you know, profit margin item they have. So there's no reason why they're going to step anything up and build anymore. So until we have more chip production and or these automakers figure out a way to do this, which, by the way, to even build a plant is a two- to three-year process by the time they get everything right, done, right. this thing is, despite what any type of news media outlet will tell you, this problem's not going away till at least 2023 to 2024. Yep. At the same well, this man uh, on this website, he predicted Ford going bankrupt. I don't know why he's picking on Ford, but he said Ford, because that's, that's, big, big that's 50% of their sales, I think, is trucks. Well, right now there's a ton of F-150 sitting out there trying to get finished, and you know, typically that I mean that is Ford's bread and butter. If they don't sell F-150s, they don't stay in business. Because no offense, they don't really have anything else other than the new Bronco that they're really selling. Yeah, they sell some Mustangs and they do okay there, but they can't survive on on Mustangs alone. They can survive on selling F-150s. Problem is that you know they sell. Uh, about a million units a year, just shy of a yeah. million units a yeah. year on F-150s. And if right. they can't sell those, yeah, they're not going to st- – yeah, yeah, the guy's probably right. Now, no, no. I, that's a bold prediction to say they're going to go broke. Um, there's a lot of other things they do to make money throughout the year. But but to sure, his sure. point, you know, they are car manufacturers or assemblers anyways, and they've got to produce cars or they're not yeah. going to exist. Now, do you think that's why there's such a premium on used cars? Like, yes. I yes. got a call from Absolutely. people I bought my truck from nine years ago and i could not believe what they offered me for my truck i was waiting yep. are you sure they go yeah we'll cut your check today yep. a nine-year-old pickup with forty-five thousand miles and they were going to give me almost what i paid yep yeah, and i right. said you know uh, what i i couldn't replace it i couldn't replace it no you can't find another one is the problem so but anyways no it's a great conversation gilbert great question i was i'm glad yeah. to cover that uh rich lance you guys hang tight we're going to do the national anthem over the top of the hour here do a couple of things and we'll be back with you guys so please don't go anywhere we'll get to your calls here in just a few minutes so stay tuned drive radio we'll take one last uh top of the hour break we'll come back for one more full hour this is drive radio klz 560 still haven't had enough go to drive-radio.com email your questions and comments Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.